You're listening to episode 16 of Unfinished Business, the weekly discussion show about the business end of web, design and creative industries. And today is Friday, April 26th, 2013. The show is hosted by me, Anna Debenham, and my co-host, Andy Clark. <laughs> Sorry, and my co-host, he has the table manners of an orangutan, Andy Clark. How dare you say such things <laughs> about me. <laughs> This show wouldn't be possible without our two sponsors this week, Hammer for Mac and Handheld Conference. Hammer for Mac is a web development tool for designers and developers who work with HTML and CSS, and the Handheld Conference is happening in Cardiff this coming November, and we'll tell you more about them later in the show. All the links we mentioned in this episode are in our show notes, and you'll find them at unfinished.bz forward slash 16. Hey, guess what? Oh, is it the apes? I got some new apes. <laughs> Great. I know you're really excited every time I get new apes, but these are special. These are actually really special because... They're real apes. No, (laughs) what are you going to do with a real ape? Actually, you could do a lot with a real ape. (laughs) I could send them out debt collecting. But no, these are really good ones because I didn't even know these existed up until a couple of weeks ago. And they are, you know, those little Kubricks that I like. Uh, The one that you got in Japan? Yeah, No. Oh. That's my little thing that I hang on from my phone. But yeah, similar kind of thing. But yeah, those the little um the little, little Playmobil ones. The little Playmobil style Lego style ones. Yeah, those. Well, I found out, I just like a fluke, but I found out that they made four different sets of those for the Tim Burton Planet of the Apes movie in 2001. And there was a guy selling some on eBay and I was like, "Yes." <laughs> so, I've managed to get 3 out of the 4. Uh, two have arrived and one's on its way. And then the fourth one, I just can't get anywhere. It's like I've scoured the world looking for the fourth set, which is one that's General Thade as Abraham Lincoln, like in the statue. How many apes do you have altogether? I uh, don't know. Hang on, I'll just turn around. Oh. Look. Whoa, whoa. One, two, three, four, five. Uh, 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 a dozen or more. But these ones are actually really cheap. I mean, they're only like, you know, $25 a set or something, so they're not actually that expensive. Mm. I can't imagine there are many crazy collectors around the world that pick these things up. But I tell you what, I need to get a better way of displaying them. Because at the moment, I'll post a picture. At the moment, they're just on, like, my sideboard in the Mm. office. But the more I get, the more cluttered they look, and I want them to look really nice. So I'm going to... I'm researching at the moment ways to display your action figures. <laughs> Friday afternoon. Oh, God. Nothing to do. Just imagining your Google search history. Yeah. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing, yeah. And I'm not Googling ape action figure display cabinets because you're not going to get anything, are you? But i tell you what I have found. Crazier people than me that collect Star Wars action figures and how they display those. Oh, yeah. There's people with whole walls of, like, stuff. <laughs> I don't get it when people want to collect things and then keep them in the packaging. Mm. You know, that whole kind of mint on card thing doesn't do it for me. I like to actually pose them (laughs) and play with them. So that's that's what I've been spending the last half hour doing when I should have been preparing for the show, (laughs) looking looking at little action figure display cabinets. Oh, dear. Don't tell Sue. She'll go mad. So did you see um, Ashley Baxter did uh, her first talk last, last, no, this week? I followed the Twitters. Is there going to be video? I hope so. Yeah, so do I. I hear, though, 
by looking at the Twitters and the reaction that she did a really, really nice job. She did, yeah. I saw so much positive feedback. People were saying, I can't believe this is her first talk. Um, there was a nice tweet from um, Harry Roberts saying that she's just an excellent storyteller. Just the whole room was completely silent, just everyone everyone listening. Like, Yeah, she did a really good job by the sounds of it. She should uh, be really proud. I hope there's video. We need to get back on the show at some point if she wants to come on. Yeah. Maybe next time one of us is off on holiday or something. But yeah, I really wanted to go. But, you know, it was a kind of odd week for me because I had a kind of anniversary thing that I needed to deal with, personal thing this week. And it just meant that I couldn't get up there. Mm. But otherwise, I'd have been uh, I'd have been up there like a shot. It looked like a really good event. And like you say, Harry Roberts was there, who I have a bit of a... A bit of a crush on. A bit of a developer crush on. I know. <laughs> I've never met the bloke. Apparently he's very tall. Yeah, yeah. And very Yorkshire. <laughs> so, I mean, not, not at all my type, but I'd really want to meet him at some point. So hopefully our paths will cross. I think I met him in Brighton at a pub and I couldn't quite believe it was him. What, just like at random or was it a conference? No, no, just uh, he was down oh, it was a couple of years ago, I think. Um, and it wasn't until he said like his handle that I recognised who he was. <laughs> Oh, yeah. your CSS wizardry. Yeah, no, he's, he's just such a clever, such a clever bloke, I think. <laughs> such a clever, that, that was a terrible Yorkshire accent, actually. I mean, I came from Yorkshire, but I can't do an accent. What's this, speaking of strange things, what's this I hear about you getting back to the earth? Oh, <laughs> I got an allotment. I've been on a waiting list for a long time. And um, yeah, I got a little allotment box. Um, so I live in a, an eco block, which is I, it's just something that that you get in Brighton. You get these sort of eco friendly houses, and um, and this one has like a a communal roof garden. Um, there's about there's about seventy flats or something in the in the block, and um, there's about a dozen boxes full of earth. And you put your name on a waiting list, and if you're lucky, then you get a box to put to grow vegetables in. And uh, so I've been growing them on a little little tiny balcony we've got, and I finally got the allotment box. So I've just been sort of I'm growing like garlic and um, carrots and beetroot. How and big's the box? It's not massive, but I'm only growing a few of each. Right. Um, so it's about. Three foot by three foot, maybe. Okay. Um, so it's like a little kind of raised bed thing that you yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. Right, okay. That's yes. cool. And the weather's really nice at the moment, so um, things are actually growing as opposed to just being a bit boring. I, it's, I'm finding it quite hard to get the patience. <laughs> like every day I'm just kind of at the window looking at them and be like, they're only grown slightly more than yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> Well, we've got a friend, Wendy, who lives um, in one of the houses on the village and they've got a field. And when they bought this new house and they got the field, the idea was, because they've got chickens and I think they were going to get pigs at some point. Um, but there's this area where, you know, they've kind of rotivated it and dug it up. And a couple of years ago, it was, it was, the idea was that we could just go and have a plot of land, you know, just go and have a bit and grow things. Mm. Um, and did we do that? Nah. Oh. I mean, I really ought to do it because I think I quite enjoy it. It's just, you know, it's, that, it's always the same thing with me. It's like getting actually to do it. You know, the thought of getting out, getting off the couch. 
<laughs> Go on, Andy, get off the couch. Um, once I'm off the couch, I'm fine. So I think I would quite enjoy it, although, you know, I don't think I've done any digging ever. I find but, it quite good stress relief. Yeah, you see, I never do any gardening. I'm not a kind of gardening bloke. Um, so, but I think if I was to typical kind of man style i'm going to dig things and plant things and then grow things i mean not like flowers but you mm-hmm. know if i was to go and do vegetables and then be able to eat them yeah I mean, I'd, I'd quite enjoy that i'd quite enjoy watching them i'd have to make sure that everything that i planted was like in a perfect straight line though. oh yeah yeah i did do quite a bit of that and i was down there i, I don't really have any tools i've just got some <laughs> i've got some chopsticks that i use for like digging um and i was just like making sure all of my garlic was in a straight line and someone came down and laughed at me and yeah have you got a pretty little watering can no i've got i've got like a <laughs> measuring jug i'm not because i live in a city I, i'm not really used to this whole gardening thing um so yeah it's it's kind of new but I'm it's me- something that's not staring at a screen yeah no, I'm, I'm mentally mentally writing down a christmas present list or birthday list <laughs> watering can uh, kath kidson watering can that'll do you oh, very no. nice. <laughs> <laughs> i really don't like that stuff really oh that's good <laughs> <laughs> we got it was a bit of a follow-up from last week we got a really uh really nice email from elizabeth urgens who i think is in norway hmm Oh, I saw this email. Yeah, lovely. She said, for me, it was a revelation when last year I figured out that the 100% offline sans laptop holiday perhaps wasn't the ideal way to travel. Nothing good can come of dreading your own inbox. Mm. And I think that shutting down the business completely for three weeks is not a business decision to take lightly. That really resonated with me, that. Yeah, I think it's different if it's your company if it's someone else's company I, I don't know maybe it's easier to take yourself away from it but if it's your own company that's difficult we've always done that though we've always just said three weeks in france boom you know we're closed um although you know i will check you know i'll check email and stuff along the way mm. um but you know effectively we shut the business out and they do this on the continent a lot you know they'll have whatever it, it, the weeks in france or belgium or whatever where they you know they just shut the whole place down yeah um but yeah it is and i think the, the point that she was making here which is the point that always um was important to me is just not dreading your own inbox you know just thinking about oh god what's there what's there what am i going to come back to you know what client problems are there going to be you know what's waiting for me that that in itself is a stress. Yeah. So, so uh, people seem to like last week's topic, actually. Yeah, I think there's a lot of stuff that goes around saying you should completely switch off when you go away. And I think, yeah, it's good that we have a different opinion. Well, I mean, it is different. We said this on the show. It is different if you have a job and you're working for something else. And all of a sudden, you know, woohoo, school's out. Yeah. And, you know, I'm on holiday. And you can put on the fancy shorts. And, uh, <laughs> hang can. on, is that, is that just me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, you know, right, I'm off on holiday and uh, sod the lot of you. But, you know, when it's your own business or you're working for yourself or something like that, then it's hard. And mm. I, actually, I actually enjoy working on holiday because I'm not dealing with all the day-to-day stuff. And if I am thinking about something or sketching something or trying to come up with an idea, I actually enjoy the, you know, I enjoy the process yeah. a lot more. So. Each to their own, I suppose. Each to their own. Yeah. So what are we talking about this week? We're going to talk about tools. Yay! 
Yay! I know this is something that you've been wanting to talk about for, for a while. Yeah. Um, but before we do, before we get on to the topic, um, I want to talk about Hammer for Mac. Because <laughs> not that this show is sponsored by Hammer for Mac and that's why we chose the topic. Don't think about that, cynical listener. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pure coincidence, honest governor. Have you got everything crossed? Because I am. <laughs> um, but no, it, it was just a coincidence. Ham- hammer, of course. If you're a designer and developer like me, or you work with HTML and CSS and maybe a little bit of JavaScript like me, um, Hammer for Mac is going to speed up your workflow. The way it works is it takes your development files. HTML, CSS, JavaScript, and it compiles them into a build folder for your project. So it'll compile SAS or CoffeeScript, whatever that is. And you can keep your HTML files really clean by using includes, clever paths, and even even variables in your HTML pages. It's just been getting better and better, Hammer. Uh, version 1.5 just hit the Mac App Store this week, and it's got some great new features there are those ignore files that I whispered to you about last week. <laughs> you can talk about them now. They're out. Uh, they're in. That's great. Um, then there's this new zip export. When you need to send a client the project files to review, you can just click Hammer's export button, and then the app will zip up the build folder. And if you want to make things really easy for the client, press the publish build button, and Hammer will publish your files to a URL on some web space that the guys at Riot give you. I mean, I just use this all the time with my clients. It saves so much time. And there's something else, too, that I didn't whisper about. <laughs> Could have done. Templates. Oh, I'm so excited about this. So now, whenever you start a new project, you can choose a set of default files. And there's a gallery of new templates online at hammerformac.com slash gallery. And guess which templates are built into the app now? Uh, Rock Hammer? Rock Hammer, yeah, I know, it's brilliant, isn't it? Oh, I love Hammer for Mac. I've got and, um, uh, I've got uh, .NET open on the Rock Hammer page. No, 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 I <laughs> still haven't it, seen did it. I didn't know, I forgot all about oh. it, because I'm, I'm a moron. Can, can you, actually, is this copyright? Can you photograph the page and email <laughs> it to me, and I promise, .NET, I'll go and buy a copy tomorrow. Cheapskate. <laughs> no, I just want to read it now. Anyway, interrupting the sponsor read. Sorry. There's a free, there's a free trial available for Hammer for Mac. Um, but seriously, if you write HTML, just do yourself a favour now and buy yourself a copy. You won't regret it. It's £16.99. That's $23.99 in the Mac App Store. And you can find out more at hammerformac.com slash unfinished. So... You want to talk about tools and yep. working. So what? tell me about your desk right now. It's, I can't really see it at the moment. Um, it's kind of a mess. But um, So I've never had like a desktop machine, in, unless you count it like back when I was using a PC, but I've always just had a laptop and I plug that into an external screen. Um, so at the moment I've got, I've recently bought a Retina MacBook Pro um, and the reason I got that is um, I just wanted because I'm always commuting, I'm always out and about. It doesn't make sense to get a Mac because I don't use it like once a week. So I wanted a really powerful um, portable computer, and I, yeah, I only I only get new ones every like four years or something. Um, so it's got SSD drive, which makes it really fast, 
and I plug that into an external um, Apple screen, a really big one, so that I can see everything. Um, Because I I tend to kind of squint quite a bit. Uh, I've also got a little little stand for the laptop. Um, I just put it up on there, and so it's kind of it's a lot higher than than if you were just sort of setting it down. Uh, The desk that I've got is um, it's an IKEA one. It's uh, I can't remember what it's called, but I'll put a link in the show notes. But it's got this glass bit in it um, because I used to do quite a bit of graphic design. Um, and it means you can put a lamp underneath it and you can sort of trace things through it. That sounds cool. And it tilts forward a bit and you can adjust the height. So if I wanted, if I wanted to be one of those standing desk people, I could do that. Just about. Um, I know people get really enthusiastic about that. Um, I think Hicks has been talking about standing desks yeah. for a while, hasn't he? Yeah. I've never done it, but I think that sometimes I should. Yeah, I'd, I'd want to do it, except... Um, when I work in an office, like when I work in someone else's office, they're not set up to do that. So it would just be a bit, you know, I'd only get to do it one day a week or so. Mm. And then I suppose you've got other stuff around printers and scanners and all that usual Yeah, I've got a, um, well, I've got a scan snap, which has been really useful. I say it's mine. It's not, it's, um, it's Kenneth's, but I, I have it on my desk most of the time. Um, that is really, really useful. Um, I heard people talk about it a lot and I was like, yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, it can scan kind of just really quickly. It's just a little, it's like a ruler shaped thing um, and you stick a piece of paper in it. You can sort of scan the other side of it as well in, in one go. Um, but it wasn't until I started using it that I really realised, wow, this is, I can't live without this now. Um, and it, it kind of replaces, I've got a little cheap HP printer scanner thing. It kind of replaces that. Um, and I, yeah, I've got other things on my desk, like those stupid bank key fob things. Oh, I've got about three of those different banks. I mean, print, printers are one of the things that I think make people think that I'm a grumpy git because <laughs> so much of the time I'm moaning about printers or something on mm. Twitter. Um, they are just, I, I just want the day when I don't have to have a printer in the office. I, in a way, I think it's good that they're so bad because otherwise... We print everything. Well, you would want to print more. No, I don't want to print anything. (laughs) I don't want to print anything. I try to. to. I try to be completely paperless. I've just got one one sort of document folder which has everything that I I'm not allowed to get rid of. Things like my driving license and that sort of thing. But I I scan everything in eventually. Yeah, I just don't want to be dealing with printers and scanners and stuff. So we've got these cupboards and I store all... Unless I'm going to use it every day, uh, it'll be stuck away. Um, I can't have, like you, I can't have a desk which is just, like, covered in stuff. I have to start (laughs) off every morning with, like, a completely clean surface. Yeah. Um, And sometimes I'll I'll always try to, like, go to bed and clean up before I go to bed. Yeah, Sarah Parmenter wrote a blog post, this is like three years ago or something, where she um, she was talking about habits that you had at school that would be handy to, to apply today. Um, things like clearing your desk at the end of every day, um, sharpening your pencils, maybe not. But, you know, the clearing your desk at the end of every day thing, that's, I think that's a good idea. Don't get me started on pencils. <laughs> I bought a really, really lovely set. When I was travelling to Switzerland last year, I bought a really beautiful set of Caran d'Ache 
uh, water-soluble pencils, mm. and I, oh, oh, lovely. And I haven't actually used them. They were like in the cupboard, but they were all in you know in order as they as new. Um, and then one day, Alex needed to to do something and uh, um, borrowed the pencils. And I don't mind him borrowing the pencils. In fact, he now has the pencils. But <laughs> it was like, oh, yeah. I wanted to use them first. Do you ever get um, where you have like a really nice sort of fine pen that you keep for sketching and um, someone, like you leave it on the desk and someone comes along and just starts like scratching away at it, just mm. writing stuff yeah. and yeah um i am really really fussy when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to little stuff like that you know there's um do you know mike curley does a podcast about pens no i've not listened to that <laughs> i think I've you might enjoy it i haven't listened either but yeah it sounds like the sort of thing you might enjoy so do you know any body that doesn't have a single piece of ikea furniture somewhere in the <laughs> office no I, I really what... like IKEA. I really like it. I I really like building stuff from it. I used to want to be an IKEA designer. I like that it's um kind of accessible design as in it's you can you can fill the house with the stuff and it'll all fit in together. Yeah, I mean we had it for well, over a decade. I mean just the same stuff, you know, like the same desks and the same those um those QB bookcase things, whatever oh, they're yeah. called. Um and then when we redesigned and had the office remodelled uh, last summer. I just wanted to change it all. So we we banished IKEA from the office. We, we got all our furniture from Dwell, mm-hmm. which is a really, really nice furniture shop. Um, so it cost us a little bit more, but it kind of just gave me the feeling that, oh, you know, we're growing up a little bit. Yeah. Which which was really nice. So we, <laughs> we, we put all the IKEA furniture in the storage unit, except there is one of those... Those Poang chairs, you know, oh, those yeah, yeah. kind of they're supposed to be unbreakable. It's the thing that kind of they have a machine that bounces up and down on them. Oh, they're the sort of yeah. So one of those is in. So when I don't want to kind of sit at my desk, I can go and sit in the in the in the bouncy chair. But you know, the funny thing was, we kept. Oh, that's ridiculous. We kept all the IKEA furniture because Alex is moving into a new house in September. <laughs> um, he's moving around the corner and. He's going to need some new stuff. And we've got like a really nice futon, Ikea futon and, you know, storage unit, de- uh, shelf unit, desks, the whole lot. Yeah. So we put them into a shelf unit, into a storage unit. And we, we've had a storage unit for a couple of years, but we had to, to fit all the furniture in. We had to kind of upgrade our storage unit, double the size. So we're now paying like, I don't know what it is, 40 quid a month or something Ooh. to store all our stuff, including this furniture. And it dawned on me the other day that it's costing more to store this stuff than it would be to go and bloody well buy new. <laughs> yeah, but so, at least you don't have to go to Ikea. Yeah, well, there is that. But I, I mean, I could just go and I could have a Ikea bonfire. I could burn the stuff. <laughs> burn the stuff, not have it in storage. And it would still work out cheaper than storing it. Okay. So I'm a bit of a moron, really. I ought to just get rid of it and then buy him some new stuff. Not the futon. The futon's all right, but you know, the other stuff's just made of paper in it. What's your setup? Do you have a Do you have a Mac? Uh, yeah, um, I've got a twenty-seven inch iMac that I work on when I'm here, and uh, everybody else has MacBook Airs. So there's a one of your monitors, one of those big twenty-seven inch monitors. I love the monitors. It's just I like that anyone can come along and just plug into it. Yep. So we do that. 
And I've got a little 13-inch MacBook Air, which is the best Mac I've ever had. But I am thinking about changing it. I'm thinking about getting one of those uh, MacBook Pros with Retina display. But I'm going to wait until the next version comes out. I wanted Um, to do that, but I couldn't. (laughs) My one was dying. Yeah. I mean, there's no reason to, to change this Air. I just feel like it would be... It would be nice to have. Other than that, um, we're really stingy when it comes to hardware. We'll keep mm. things for as, you know, three years is usually how long we'll keep stuff and then we'll sell it on. It's part of the reason I got a screen instead of a Mac is that I don't like that when the Mac starts being really slow, or, um, you need to get it, you need to upgrade, that you have to replace the whole Mac and the screen. I like that having a screen means that I can keep changing the Macs, like the, yeah. the MacBooks. Um, and I don't have to change the screen quite so often. I mean, like everybody, I suppose, um, and then Marco Arment talked about this on various shows, I've dallied with the idea of just going laptop only. Yeah. Um, but I don't know, there's, there's something reassuring about coming back and, and, and sitting at a proper machine. But I don't it get. It feels like a proper machine because you're just plugged into into a screen, and you've got. Like, I've got the Apple keyboard, and I use a trackpad, and it, yeah, no, Sue does it's, exactly it's like the a, same it feels thing. like a proper machine. Yeah, you can't even see. She's got a little shelf under the desk, and we put the. Uh, she's got a little uh, eleven-inch air, mm. um, which drives that big monitor, and yeah, you know, it's under the desk. You can't tell that she's not got you know bloody great Mac Pro down there. Yeah, but they're uh, so powerful now as well. My biggest problem at the moment because I'm it's finding wallpaper that matches all the goes onto all the different screens <laughs> desktop wallpaper because I have to have all my machines iPads phones Macs everything they all have to have the same matching wallpaper <laughs> that That's is really sad isn't sad. it you know I what know. I've it it's taken me about a year to change the wallpaper from the default one just because I just never really see it it's always covered in windows yeah i'm really fussy i have to have everything that that matches and i have to have things that are kind of a neutral color palette yeah i don't want anything really really busy i've got an adventure time wallpaper and it's really really busy why did i think otherwise (laughs) and also sometimes you know i'll be showing clients work and i'll want the desktop background to kind of not compete with the work that i'm showing (laughs) so yeah i do get a little bit fussy about that and then I've got a whole bunch of devices, obviously, now. Mm-hmm. So, you know, tablets and phones and, and stuff. I've got the first-gen iPad, which I, I just never saw a reason to upgrade it, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the moment, I stripped it all back because it can't run iOS 6. So I thought, okay, well, I'm, if I'm not going to be using it for all the new apps that are going to be needing iOS 6, I might as well strip it back. So at the moment, it's just a general kind of occasional browsing machine and solitaire. That's what it is. I mean, to be honest, I could just put it in the kitchen and use it for recipes or a chopping board or something. So I've got that. Um, I've got the iPad Mini, which I love because I read comics on that a lot. And, um, <clears throat> and books too. I read books. All of those little nice new Five Simple Steps pocket guides. Oh, yeah. They're perfect for for looking at on the mini. And I guess comics as well. Do you comics, 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 Walking Dead. That's obviously. one thing that I really, um, that's the only thing I'd want an iPad for. I don't, I don't have one, but um, 
I have to read comics on my phone. Now, you get a little iPad mini, it's the best iPad I've ever had. Yeah, I did like the look of that. Um, I've got a Galaxy Nexus. Yeah. I've got not Galaxy Nexus, Nexus 7, the little they Asus cool. Yeah, they're okay. I mean, the build quality is a bit kind of crappy, but um, and it creaks like hell because it's plastic. But I've seen quite a few people, actually, on trains, you know, watching videos on that kind of stuff. It's, it's, it's nice for that. Yeah. And then we've both got, I think... Um, the Galaxy... The Galaxy Tab, the Samsung 10-inch yeah. thing, which is the most expensive shaving mirror in the world. <laughs> I still haven't found a use for it. No, I know. I know I've got, I've got I'm picking it up, actually. Let's unplug it. I don't even know whether it's going to power up because, oh, no, it is charged. I, just, I haven't got a reason for it. This is the problem with a lot of these things is that they're just expensive web browsers. Yeah. If I hadn't been given it, I would have taken it back and got an iPad. <laughs> no, I, no I, I bought this on purpose. You know, I wanted to play around with Android and mm. it seemed like a good idea. Um but I and the it's build not really Android though, is it? It's no, Samsung. it's a Samsung's crappy TouchWiz skin. Yeah. But the problem is, is that you know what are you going to do with all these things? I've got f- four tablets sort of stacked up next to me. You know what? Am, what am I going to do with them apart from testing, which is such a waste? Yeah. What am I going to do with them? You know, I read comics on Device my little lab. mini. That's where I, I keep all. So you know, I've got loads of silly game consoles and things. Mm. Um, I keep them all at the um, Kalef Device Lab because. I'm not going to be using them every day. Um, and it's nice to, to have them there so other people can use them. Yeah, and we, we haven't got anything like that around here. But just, you know, personally, what am I supposed to do with, like, four tablets or more? Yeah. Um, do you have a budget for devices? Cause... No, I just, get, I just get as few as I can get away with. Yeah, see, we, we ought to have a hardware budget in general, you know, just for buying stuff. Mm. You know, we ought to. We ought to. I only only get stuff if I if I absolutely need it. So if if um like with my Mac, it just stopped working. Um, it was it didn't. I couldn't upgrade the memory anymore, and all the software I was using was just causing it to run very very slowly. Um, and it was kind of four years old at that point, so I upgraded then. But I'm very very stingy. I don't I don't just get stuff because I like the look of it. <laughs> I know, I know a lot of people that lease their hardware. Yeah, I was looking into that. I thought that was quite an interesting idea because then you can always get the the most up to date hardware. It's just yeah. I don't really need that as long as it's as long as it's got enough RAM to last me like four or five years, then then I'm happy. Yeah, I just I don't know, I just think about that just from a kind of a, a business economics point of view. Rather, I think than for a company, a grand for a company, every now and again, that would make a lot of sense. So, oh, yeah, I mean, I'm not in any great urgency, apart from kind of just wanting, not needing, but wanting to get myself a little Retina Mac. Because every mm-hmm. time I see one, I'm like, yeah. oh, man, the screen's just so gorgeous. I don't really notice. I'm th- I feel like a bad person for not noticing, but... It... You've probably just got used to it now, but, you know, you see the contrast between that no, and No, but even when one. I was using it, I just didn't really... I think I just, my eyesight's so bad. <laughs> I just don't see the difference. It feels a lot brighter, but... Uh, my eyes were really hurting as well after using it for a while. Um, but, yeah. What it's do you used... do about Windows? As in Windows. Windows. I have, yeah, um, Windows. whenever I upgrade my computer, I turn the, the the old one into, like, a virtual machine. Um, and I just have lots of VMs on that. I need to get, I need to get the latest Windows, but, yeah, it, it kind of does the job. I need to 
get Windows 8. We're starting on this project next week. I'm going to Geneva on Saturday. No, Sunday. Um, and spending the week over there. And part of that project I know is going to be, there's going to be a lot of Windows users. So I really do need to kind of tool up on Windows 8. Yeah. Phone You're thinking about getting like PC. A, a Windows device? Yeah, I was thinking about probably getting an off-contract Nokia Lumia phone. Yeah. Because I quite fancy the look of those. I've got a Windows Phone 7 phone lurking in a drawer somewhere yeah. that Microsoft gave me once. But I'd quite like a Windows 8, a proper Windows 8 one, and the Lumias look really nice. They do, yeah. And then the Surface Pro, the one that's like proper Windows 8 rather than Windows RT, mm. I think that's either just been released or just about to be released. Um, so that would possibly be the, the best way of, you know, nicest way of getting into to Windows. Yeah. The problem with it, though, I mean, somebody had one of these uh, surfaces up at Scottish Telly when I was working there last year, when they first came out, and I had a plate, and they're really quite nice. The problem with it, though, is, again, it's like all these kind of horrible things that I've got surrounding me now, is that what am I going to use them for when I'm not just testing? Yeah. Because I don't use Outlook for email, obviously, <laughs> um, and... You know, my stuff's in Dropbox. It's never going to be in SkyDrive. Mm. I don't have Microsoft Office on any Mac now no. at all. I just can't remember the last time I even used Office. So this lovely new Surface Pro thing that I might spend, you know, a good few hundred quid on, it's just an expensive web browser, isn't it? Yeah. So that kind of irks me a little bit. That's but like when you were the consoles, like... I'd I get I get them all second hand, but um, it, I'm, I am just buying it for the browser. It's kind of sad. Mm. So there has to be a better thing to to use these things for, but I haven't figured it out yet. So normally they just sort of sit in the drawer. Yeah, I want to talk about a bit about um, software, mm. uh, but first I want to talk about handheld conference. Ooh. Um, are you going? Of course I'm going. Yeah, I've booked my ticket. Um, it's a conference for all things mobile and it's happening in Cardiff in Wales on between the 27th to the 28th of November this year. And you can expect some great talks covering responsive web and mobile design on one of Europe's biggest stages. That's the Wales Millennium Centre in beautiful Cardiff Bay. And this year's speakers include Jeffrey Zeldman, Sarah Parmenta, Mark Bolton, John Hicks, Jeremy Keith, Dan Rubin, Naomi Atkinson, Eddie Machado, Sid Lawrence and Ling Valentine of lingscard.com. <laughs> then there's a dev workshops including Sarah's iOS design, uh, designing grids system with Mark Bolton and photography with Dan Rubin and Andy's new CSS3 for a responsive design workshop. That's the one you should book. Forget that one. <laughs> just ignore the other ones. Don't know what to about iOS. Grid systems. No. Just come to mine. Come to mine. the best one. Photography. Come to mine. It's the best one. Shh. <laughs> Tickets for these workshops and for the conference itself are still on sale, um, although the first batch of tickets sold out really, really fast. Oh, no, it's just stupid fast. Yeah, that's because of us. It must have been, yeah, we've <laughs> on the show. And workshops are £250 um, plus VAT, and the conference is £139 plus VAT. And if you're a student, you'll get a seat for just £99. And there's more. Um, I heard there's something happening on the day after the conference, yeah. um, an F3 Fringe event the night yeah. before. 
So, yeah, I can't say too much about that, but uh, Craig did let me know that there's something cool happening uh, the night before the show, which could be quite good. It's the night of the workshop. So, did I tell you about the workshop? I'm doing a CSS3 for responsive design workshop. Actually, at that, did you pick that up? She That's the one she got. <laughs> 250 bucks, a bargain. Talk about a day of entertainment. I mean, you should have a ball. Come to that one. Forget about the others. So, yeah, no, there's something happening on that day. Um, and it could be a pub quiz. It could be anything. It could be mutton busting. Do you know about mutton busting? Uh, no. Is that where you punch <laughs> some sheep or something? No, not quite. Okay, so I'm gonna oh. gonna send you. A, you, have, you need to Google mutton busting now. Do a video of mutton busting, and we'll put a link in the show notes. This is just so funny. <laughs> Are you doing this now? No, I... Oh, you do, okay, well, maybe do it later on, but yeah, mutton busting, little kids, rodeo riding sheep. Oh, no. I am, I do not make this up. Oh. It is so funny. There's so many, there's loads of videos on YouTube. We should have this in this country, because, you know, obviously in Wales, handheld conferences in Wales, we live in Wales, plenty of sheep in Wales, mutton busting. Why they haven't brought it over, I think this is going to be my new business venture. I'm like, forget about the web. I'm but just can you to... imagine all of these designers and developers riding sheep? No, not that them, it's the kids. You get, a, you get a kid and you get a sheep and you put the kid on the sheep and let them go until the kid gets thrown off. Can you imagine health and safety in this country? It's like, no, oh, can't load that, little kids. But I mean, you give the kid a crash helmet. What about the sheep? Well, who cares about the sheep? Oh, it's become chops. But <laughs> well, but no, I shouldn't really say that. We, no animals were hurt in the making of this segment. But no, and it's great. Mutton busting is so funny. <laughs> Get a sheep, put a kid on it. Sheep goes, kid falls off. It's the funniest thing you've ever seen. Put a link in the show notes. In Unfinished a minute. business does not endorse mutton Do busting. Not. <laughs> I can't remember where we were. We were somewhere in the States and somebody mentioned mutton busting and I just had this blank look and they were like, no, no, no. So give me the phone with YouTube on it. And oh, it's the funniest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> mutton busting. We should just do this. Craig, if you're listening, we have to have a mutton busting event <laughs> around handheld conference. You should ride into your that. workshop on a sheep. He said, no, but that's the point. It's got to be a kid on a sheep. You can't have a grown man on a sheep. What's the point in that? <laughs> But you take anyway, a kid, you take a kid, you put the kid on the sheep. We, I really have said this too much now. Yes, yes, I think we understand <laughs> how it works. So, software. Software, <clears throat> yes. Um, so, um... <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I shouldn't. Have clicked, <clears throat> I shouldn't have clicked the mutton busted link. <laughs> Sorry, software. I told you we need to keep the show tight because we've got a lot of content. I oh, forget everything else. Just look at Mutton Buster. <laughs> oh dear. Sorry, software. Software. Um, you completely throw me. Um, so I use um, Alfred, which is like my favourite app. That's the first thing I install on on any machine. How can you not have Alfred on a, on a map? I, I don't know. Whenever somebody like, oh, it's just budge over, and you, they, they want to use their keyboard, first thing I do, command space. Do you, do you use command space? Is I that what don't. You... I do double tap command. I think everyone else just does command space because that's the um, the spotlight search. Yeah, I just forget about spotlight. I, I haven't used spotlight in like 20 years. Yeah, I, I, I never used it. It's because I, I never... 
like I was completely new to to Max when I got one, and I I didn't understand all this stuff about Quicksilver and all the, the other stuff people use. So I, I I didn't know all the shortcut keys, but yeah, Alfred's double tap command. Yeah, I mean I just use it all the time for even for not just for launching apps or you know finding contacts and stuff, but you know when you want to do a calculation, sort yeah, of firing yeah. up the bloody cal- the calculator. I see that's like my M calculator. Yep. To look at how many, how much, how many M's something needed to be. Have you bought the power pack for Alfred? No, I listened to um, there was a whole podcast uh, episode uh, Mac Power users um, about Alfred, Alfred Two, and they were talking about all the power pack stuff. Um, there wasn't really anything that leapt out at me. They they have something called um, like snippets or something, which means you can um, you can kind of paste in stuff that you like words that you use a lot um but i already have something that kind of does that it's called text expander uh use that as well yeah um so yeah it, it, I'll, I'll have another look at it but yeah alfred's great alfred's great i mean i used to use quicksilver and then i dallied with google toolbar or something for a while but that was rubbish yeah um, and then alfred is just so nice but i have to have it all minimal i turn off the little decoration and you know yeah. I just everything's just completely minimal something else i use that people um get really excited about when they when they sort of see my computer screen um it's called total finder and it, it turns the finder into it gives it tabs so that you can have like chrome has tabs you can have tabs for your finder windows why isn't that not in os10 i know it i always thought it should be because uh, I think yeah, Windows has that. You can have like tabs in your in your whatever it's called now. God, I can't remember. Oh, who knows? Who cares? Windows. Mm. But yeah, Total Finder. Have a look because you will not like want to live without it once you try it. Um, I also have something called Caffeine. Um, it's just a little teacup that sits in in your uh, menu bar, um, and when you click it, the screen doesn't go to sleep, and that's really useful if you're doing like a presentation or something and. You know how the screen keeps uh, going to sleep. If you just if really want battery power, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you just want to quickly turn that off, and you can set it to not sleep for like two hours or four hours or or ever. Um, so that's that's also really handy. And bartender, that's something I just found out about. Um, that sits in your menu bar, and it's like a menu bar for your menu bar items. If you if you've got so many menu bar it- um, icons in there that you can't see half of them, um, it's just sort of it's just a button that you press it that shows them in a little row. That's something that I think they should really work on, the whole menu bar thing for yeah. the Mac. Because it, it just doesn't work for me. I mean, I'm getting more and more apps. I'm looking at mine here now. What have I got running here? Um, oh, that's just um, Last FM. Um, oh, bloody Adobe Updater. <laughs> oh, don't get me started on that. Oh, you can get rid of it. Open it up. Yeah. And then there should be like a, a tick box, like never show this or something in the menu bar. I just never never remind me that you exist yeah. again button. I can't see. Oh, preferences. Here we go. Notify me of new updates in the menu bar. Gone. Phew. Yes. Oh, God, <laughs> that bloody thing. <laughs> um, so that's gone. What else have I got in here? Cobook, which is my kind of um, replacement for the contacts app. Mm. That sits in the menu bar. Oh, I heard Merlin Mann talk about that. Yeah, really good. Um, some Western digital crappy thing for managing my RAID drives. 
And yeah, just so many kind of apps as well yeah, as just utilities. Get, just get Bartender and then you can have them in a separate thing. Right. I shall like a little drop-down menu. You mentioned Text Expander. Yes. Love Text Expander. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so many cool things that you can do with Text Expander. I I've use got it. like my company company number in it. So every time someone asks for that, I can just put it all VAT number. Yep. I've got mine set up. What have I got in here? I've got a kind of boilerplate email replies. Yeah. Because you can set it up with like a little form input, can't you? So, you know, you just press a couple of keystrokes and then it pops up with the, the kind of the input form. Mm. I've got Lorem like, Ipsum in there. Did so you? if I if I start typing Lorem, then it just puts like paragraph in. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's, but there's another thing that I use, which uh, is slightly different. It used to be called Zen Coding. It's now called Emmet, mm-hmm. which does kind of a similar thing. We won't talk about that now. Text Expander. Oh, man, it's just so cool. What I've done is, you know how um, you should always be using curly quotes and not primes and, you know, proper yeah, type, I've noticed, typography? Yeah, I noticed that you – because when you write for 24 Ways, and I do all of the um, sort of markup for that, you've always got the, the like, special characters. Yeah, and nobody can remember. I mean, okay, so – I just thought you – I just thought you were really pedantic and typed them all out. <laughs> no, well, I am pedantic because I can't bear to see the wrong entities, but nobody can remember those things. Sometimes so, they change them all back. <laughs> you shouldn't do because it's the wrong thing. The keystrokes for them are um, – what am I looking at here? Out, shift – and then the kind of the curly brace for, you know, like a regular apostrophe. Mm. Nobody can remember those. Um, yeah. If you can remember them, what I've, um, you can't remember the, the character entity. So what I've done is I've set it up. If you're looking at your keyboard now, you're looking at what's under the escape key. Uh, You've got that yeah. top, top left-hand corner. Oh, yeah, I use that one as well. Right, is this probably different for American listeners? Squiggly, or Japanese squiggly or yeah. thing. Yeah, what the hell is that squiggly thing? <laughs> nobody <laughs> knows. It's like there must be some kind of quiz that, but to find out, but nobody knows what it is. So that's now my text expander key. Yeah, I have the tilde, actually, for that. Not oh, no, the tilde. I... You know the squiggly? Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> I know you call it. No, it is a tilde thing. So, yeah, using that little curly thing, that's my text expander key. And then I'll type that. And then use the keystroke for the re- for the proper entity, and boom! All of a sudden, text expander turns it into an hash eight two one seven colon. Did you know that you colon. can remap um, the hash key? Yes. Yeah, because that's really good to do. Because the there's thing no you can hash do with, key. Um, mm, the other thing you can do with text expander, if there are words that you spell wrong all the time, yeah, then. You can get text expanded to correct it for you. So I've noticed in the show notes here you've spelt caffeine incorrectly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> right? So you could put the incorrect spelling of caffeine into text expander. You know what? Time... I actually looked that up. <laughs> when it's wrong. Yeah. And then every time you type it and you get it wrong, text expander will get it right again. Uh-huh. Which is really quite cool. Well, so have you got one password? Oh, how can you have a Mac without one password? Yeah. Well, I've heard LastPass is quite good as well. Um, I just think you should use something. Yep. Um, do you have the the iPhone app as well? Yep. They've got a new one with a browser in it um, yep. that just kind of automatically logs you in. I yep. didn't really think I'd use that, but I'm using oh, no. it a lot. If you want to just log into PayPal or something, um, then that's that's the way to do it. Yeah. I mean, I've got no clue what my PayPal pal, pal, password is. I've got no clue what any of my passwords are, apart from the <laughs> one password. Yeah. Um, which, theoretically, I should change every once in a while. But 
Another nifty little app I use is um, Hazel. That was something that I heard about on Mac Power users. Uh, and it's kind of like a, it, it does like spring cleaning on your Mac. Um, so you can tell it to, to do, it does like little automation tasks. So you can tell it to do things at certain points. Like I tell it to empty my trash every, every couple of weeks. Um, and it'll just do that. If something in the trash is more than a couple of weeks old, it'll just do that. Um, so that means I never get, I never have to do that. Um, I've also set it to, um, cause I'm, <laughs> I'm quite a bad person and I, I put everything on the desktop. Um, and then I can't I don't know what's new um so I get it to change the color of the label to green if if I've put something there today yeah yeah Yeah. you hate me no 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 I don't (laughs) don't have there is one folder on my desktop and can you guess what it's called is it called here be dragons because that's what mine's called (laughs) yeah no actually it is it's called desktop tidy (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Which is the same thing. Everybody that I know has a folder called desktop on their desktop. Yeah. Which is which is bad. But I tell you what, here's, here's a question. Talking about something serious, because, you know, here we are, um, Mac users, in sort of safe in the knowledge that we have a, you know, hopefully safe and secure operating system. Do you have antivirus software installed on your Mac at all? I did. Um, that was on the older one. I've only had this one couple of months um i was using clam and all it ever did was just hog up my sort of memory for a yeah. couple of hours and then tell me i didn't have anything bad on my computer no i had to install i don't know some horrible thing for a, for a corporate client that we were working for for a couple of weeks right um, and i could not wait to get it off <laughs> so the minute that thing was finished boom i was i was like i just had to get it off it's like just why? Why would you even? I mean, I suppose we, yeah, we just kind of lulled into a false sense of security. But yeah. do you know anyone that's got antivirus on their Mac? No, but I'm sure we'll get emails about it. We're bound to get email Anna. About no, that. email Andy. <laughs> email us both. Yeah, don't do that. Um, so yeah, there's there's lots of kind of little things that I try out and yeah. then I delete them. And if I don't use them for you know more than once, then I do try and keep like my applications folder kind of clean of stuff. I noticed that you put, um, that you use calendar, the OSX calendar and you hate it. Um, I just got, I haven't actually opened it yet. Um, cause I only got it yesterday, but there was, um, uh, you know, that, that Mac pack that they do. I can't remember the name of it. Um, but it's like, they put a load of software in a bundle uh, yeah, 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 and they sell it for like $9 or something for a limited time. And they had um, Fantastical and Xscope. Right, so I have Fantastical. I'm looking at it right now, and I use it all the time. I've I've seen it, and it looks really good. I can't wait to to install it. Well, um, it's a lovely little menu bar app, and you know you click the calendar icon, and you know you it, it makes it really easy for entering in um, you know appointments and reminders and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But what it's really bad at because it's a little menu bar app, is seeing the whole week or month. Right. So I've got I, my OS calendar, iOS, um, OS ten calendar, is about the only app that I always keep full screen in a space. So <laughs> I'll just flick four fingers sideways to see the whole month. Yeah. Um, 
And that's, that's why I use OS X's calendar, because I just want to see the whole thing at a glance. Whereas, you know, when you're looking at a little menu bar app, it's quite hard to do that. So mm. I wish that they give you the option of having a really nice, clean, big, full-screen calendar. Because the Apple's one is just horrible, skeuomorphic nightmare. Mm, I can just about tolerate it. I'm not so kind of... I don't, I don't really have design sensibilities i guess but uh, i mean yeah, yeah it's not tolerate it and the same thing with reminders as well i haven't i don't use any kind of to-do list application or getting things done application so yeah again i'll just use um apple reminders because it kind of yeah, syncs with the phone we were going to talk about um sort of business tools and web development software that we use but i think we should save that for next week because i could talk for hours about that you're going to berate um, me as well because I haven't started using Free Agent yet. Andy, I know, I know. And we had this thing today because we had to. We had the accountant around this morning, and he's, you know, I could see steam coming out of the Mac when he had to fire up Windows XP <laughs> to launch the bloody Sage software. So, yeah, no, we should leave that for another time. Yeah. But what about development tools? Well, I want to talk about that next week because I, I will just talk about them for for a long time okay this is like a two-parter yes i was hoping it would be (laughs) (laughs) um just in terms of like apps on my phone um i've got um convertbot which is by the people who made tweetbot um and it just does things like converts pounds um into uh kilograms and miles into kilometers and celsius into fahrenheit um and i love that I don't use it very often, but when I do use it, it's, yeah, it's really nice. Is your phone on contract? Yeah. Because we decided. Um, well, it's but- on a monthly, on a monthly rolling thing because I got the contract so long ago, but I, I bought it off, um, what's it called? I bought it, the, the device. Right. Because we just, uh, I don't know whether it's just me getting old and stingy, but I just really don't want to have anybody that I owe. Yeah. And the idea of having some kind of monthly commitment on anything, which is why I kind of maybe resisted leasing, I suppose. Well, you can, um, like with this, uh, I I bought the device myself and with i2 I got, they've got like a monthly, it's just a month-long contract. That yeah, you simplicity just plan. Yeah, that's it. Well, that's what we have. So I don't have like a I don't have a, a contract. Yeah. But I just pay every month, and we've got three three four S's, and we all share the one simplicity plan. You just pay a little uh-huh. bit extra for each phone. Yeah. And then you'll share the data and the and the calls and the text messages. We never go over. Yeah. So yeah, I just don't like having any kind of commitment, particularly now. No, you, know, you just I don't. never know how which way the wind's going to blow. Yeah. I've never really liked it. I've only I think I've only been on contract maybe once, and the next time I just bought it outright. Other apps that I use on my phone. Um, this one's nothing really to do with web development. I guess none of them really are. They're just useful. But um, this one I started using after Merlin was talking about it on Back to Work. It's called Sleep Cycle, and it was just i thought it was a bit of a novelty when i first started using it but i've used it every single day since i got it for like 200 days or something um and all you do is you 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 plug it into to charge at night and you kind of you put it on um next to your pillow and you go to sleep and then when you wake up you press stop 
and it tells you how how well you slept and it shows you a little graph showing when you woke up. And I know that sounds really silly, um, but it, it's really, really fun to see like, oh, um, yeah, when, when someone asks you, did you sleep well? Um, I like being able to say, oh, I, I had 77% sleep quality last night. Oh, I like that when I had one of those, um, uh, what are they called? The little bracelet things. Uh, no, it was the other one. It was the one that... Tamagotchi? No, the, the one that um, Jawbone did, what do they call it? Uh, the one that... The, the, the up, that's right. The ones that always broke. I had one of those, and that was what I liked about that. I could, you know, see what the, the sleep was going to be like. I'm just looking at my phone now. I mean, on I, I try to keep things really, really lean. I don't have a lot of apps on the phone, so... Um, what have I got here that's useful at all? I tell you what, I've got this app called Interesting. Have you seen this? No. It's um, it's basically, it, it's just a selection. I think it's Mike Rundle developed it. And it's basically a selection of interesting news feeds. Ah. Oh. I suppose with Google Reader dying, it's just a you know another nice way of kind of um, keeping up with stuff. It's a bit American. You know, yeah. You've got design and technology in one category, news and politics, which is always American in another um, and entertainment and TV and sport, which is all American. But yeah. the um, the design and tech categories, you know, keeps me occupied on a train. So yeah. I'll use that. I and... use Pocket for that. No, I don't use Pocket. And Tweetbot, obviously, and Instagram, I use a lot. A few games if I want to play. What am I playing here? Street Fighter 2 <laughs> in Street Fighter Collection. That's pretty good. Um, actually, I really like the eBay app. Because it notifies me when there are new apes, so <laughs> that's a good thing. And uh, have you seen the new Yahoo Weather app that came out like last no. week? It's really, really nice. I don't really use weather apps. I tend to just look out the window. Yeah, no, but how about you can't look out the window for a place that you're going to? Should True. I take it, brother? But anyway, the icon is what lets it down. God, it's the like. It looks like it's been designed by a four-year-old. Sorry, <laughs> yeah, designer who might have done the icon and spent weeks on it. It, it uh, no, not good. So yeah, that's good. And I don't use. I, you know, I use stock email. I don't. I, I stocks. Don't use stock email. Oh, I thought you said like the stocks app. That no, would the be stock. Weird. Oh, who the hell uses that? <laughs> no, the stock email app and Safari. I've got Chrome on here, but I never use it. I really like the Gmail iPhone app. Actually, I don't use Gmail. I just use everything through iCloud because I'm thick, I suppose. And um, what else have I got on here? A couple of other things. Instacast I use a lot. Yeah. Obviously yeah. for podcasts. And I used that after the podcast app started downloading things over 3G. Uh, that's not like good. It was like a bug. Yeah, um, that's not good. And then, yeah. you know, a few other things um, which I have on here. But yeah, to be honest, I don't really use my phone that much for stuff. Unless I'm out and about, you know, I just want to keep occupied. Mm. Um, and I should use it more for photography than I, than I do. But So, yeah. Mm. Well, we should talk more next week about the things that we use that we kind of rely on for our jobs. You do realise that I'm going to go on a mammoth rant about fireworks. Oh, I'll, I'll join you. <laughs> Because if you're going to start talking about design and dev tools, that's that's like my yeah. top of my frustration list. Yeah, I, I, I'm a big, big fan of fireworks. I've been using it since I was 14, and it's just like, if I had to do without it, even if there was something better out there, I'd feel very sad. Because mm. it's the only thing, really, it's the only thing that I still use that is um, that I was using when I started. 
Yeah, no, I don't get me started on fireworks. That's like a dangerous thing. We could be here we'll, all we'll night. We'll do that next week. <laughs> it's like talking about apes. <laughs> so, uh, no, we should talk about that next week. Yeah. So, should we wrap up? Yeah, we should wrap up. Oh, I could go on so much. <laughs> like, well, I could go on so much about the apes. Yeah. I've got these new... Did I tell you I've got new apes? No, you didn't. Oh, well, let me tell you about... No, okay, I won't. <laughs> we'll save that for the after dark. Mutton busting. So, how can people get in touch with us? You can email me at shehas at unfinished.bz and Andy's he has at unfinished.bz or you can even email us both at they have at unfinished.bz. That's a real mouthful. Um, all the links that we mentioned in this episode are meticulously added to the show notes and you can check them out at unfinished.bz forward slash 16. And to ask us questions and suggest topics, message us on Twitter at unfinishedbz. Thanks again to our amazing sponsors, Hammer for Mac and Handheld Conference. And we hope you tune in next week. See you next week.